Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast episode 22 with Eva. Hi, Eva. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're calling in from Toronto, right? Just outside Toronto, yeah. Ooh, whereabouts? I don't like to tell people where I'm living outside of Toronto. That's good. You're a smart YouTuber. Oh, man, it's good. My mom raised me on real hardcore internet safety. And I went on to become a YouTuber, so. Yeah, you are. Okay, so that's how I know you, right? Because Mm -hmm. we follow each other. You do sex education. Uh, Your channel is called What's My Body Doing? Yes, yes. Yes. Can you tell everyone how you got started and um, what you love about it and why you keep going? Oh, my goodness. Um, So I got started last summer, and I had been, like, doing some research about sexuality, writing blog posts and, like, papers, and I was also doing sex ed at my university, and I was like, this summer, I want to do more sex ed. And I, funnily enough, like, emailed a lot of people at, like, the Toronto District School Board and be like, can I come in and, like, talk to kids? And they were like, "Mm, no. Uh, So I was like, you know what? (laughs) And they, yeah, they were just putting out, like, a new curriculum, too. So I was like, you know what? This will be great. I'll help, like, bring it in. But, um, but yeah, so I started making YouTube videos. Part of Yeah, I've been part of the YouTube community since, like, 2009, like, watching videos. So... I love being a part of it and being a creator. Oh, I'm so glad you are a part of it and that you're a creator. That's really exciting. And it's so cool to watch someone do it from the ground up because when I came into YouTube, the people who were doing sex education were pretty established. And I got the golden ticket version where I was handed a lot of Hank Green's audience. And so I went in at 80,000. And so to watch you grow, it's seeing what it would have been like for me had I not gotten a golden ticket or, yeah, just, ah, it's so fun. I love it so much. And you're doing such a great job. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to keep doing it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it as long as people want to keep watching. (laughs) I have lots to say. What's something that you're really looking forward to putting out there? Um, I filmed this amazing collaboration with a sex blogger who is from Toronto about dominance and submission. And like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. The thumbnail, we look like kinky Powerpuff Girls and it just is amazing. I think I saw your thumbnail. Did you post it on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's coming out soon. Yeah, that's exciting. So that's something that you've kind of had in your mind to do for a while, and now it's coming to fruition. Is there something else where you're kind of thinking, gosh, I I really want to go in this direction, but I'm not sure how? Hmm. I want to help you troubleshoot, Eva. Let's let's come up with a plan. <laughs> let's do it. Oh, I mean, like, I really, I want to improve, like, the quality of my videos. Like, because I am, like, I don't know, like, workshop, like, presentator. Like, I'm the human being. I don't know any of, like, the tech or any <laughs> of the stuff to, like, like, make it better. I'm watching YouTube videos for so long and seeing them be so beautiful. I'm like, I love beautiful videos. <laughs> I can't help you with any of that. <laughs> Damn, my advice would be uh, find a person who can do all of that for you so that you get to be the workshop moderator and and the educator. 
But I, I admire you for learning, certainly. I think it's incredible what you're doing. I love, like, the social media aspect. Like, I've been learning more about, like, that, like, scheduling posts. And, like, I'm working with a company now. And it's super cool managing all that. <laughs> wow. So cool. So cool. Okay. So I specifically asked you to come on to this episode to help me talk about the sex things that we like. Maybe you're nerdy like me. I assume you are. And as you go deeper and deeper into the field, you want to have these artifacts around you that either become part of your set or just part of your lifestyle where you're reminded constantly (laughs) how much you love sex. And so I want to hear what your sex things are. But before we do that, a special shout out to our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash explanations podcast. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting this show. Laura Schuster, Donna Flint, Matty O'Sullivan, Paul Nixon, and the Millers. This question is in your honor. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. So, Eva, this is a question. A lot of my favorite sex objects are just everyday items that either look like a vulva or they look like a penis. When they look like a penis, we call them phallic. Which are the words would you use to describe something that looks like a vulva? So multiple choice options. A, we have pussy in. B, cunic. C, yonic. And D, vulvalar. Isn't it yonic? It is yonic. That's what more of the tantra community uses. Oh. I use cunic. I, okay, I immediately thought yonic, but when you said cunic, I was like, that sounds like a good thing. It's both answers. I was just curious which one you used. I made up pussyin and I made up vulvalar, but the other two are absolutely used. I love so it. So good I job. Yay. <laughs> you did it. Vulvalar sounds like a part of a body or something. A vulvalar? Oh, yeah. Like the uvula. Mm-hmm. It's like a combination of uv. Isn't that what the thing is that dangles in your throat? Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of that and a vulva. It's when... <laughs> I'm thinking of this porn that was made a long time ago called Deep Throat, and it's about a woman who ha- whose clitoris is in her throat. So it's basically about vulvalar. I love it. That's so good. They just didn't, yeah, they got it wrong. They were thinking clitoris, but it was really the vulvalar. Yeah. So on that question about words, I tried to look up what it's called when something looks like an anus, and I couldn't find anything. And then I looked up what something is called if it looks like a butt, and I couldn't find anything. And then I was wondering if maybe I was researching incorrectly. So what was the term if something looked like testicles, or what was the term if something looked like ovaries, and could not find any adjectives for these things. I mean, we have ovarian or we have testicular, but I have never heard those words used to say, oh yeah, those pillows look very testicular. No, I would think butt. Butts are everywhere. Like the peach emoji is like so butt. Yeah. It's so butt. That's what we would say. It's just so butt. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, but what? And I'm like, no, that's the end of the sentence. (laughs) Now you know. The adjective for things that look like butt is actually butt. (laughs) Yeah. Multipurpose. So what are your favorite sex objects? Your favorite sex things? Tell us all about them. Yeah. So I love it. I have a series on my channel where I talk about I have sexy favorites and I've done three of them. So I thought this was super exciting. Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I brought them here. People aren't going to be able to see them, but I've like Instagram and tweeted them so people can find what they look like. And where can they find you on Instagram and Twitter? So on Twitter, my name is sex underscore ed underscore Ontario. <laughs> it's, I don't have my what's my body. It's fine. It's, there's a story behind that. Um, but yeah. And then on Instagram, I'm just what's my body doing. And then I think all, all of these have been or will be in sex, sexy favorites videos. So that's yeah. so great. I, when you first started giving your Twitter handle, then you started, it's sex. My name is sex. I was giggling because I love that as a name. I don't know if you're familiar with Sex Geekdom, but the founder, her name is Kate McCombs. And I was doing an interview with my friend Peter, who really helps her run that group in a lot of ways. And we were talking about Kate. And instead of calling her Kate McCombs, I was like, oh, yeah, Sex McCombs, because it just registered that, registered that way in my head. And so now I just call her Sex. That's her, that's her first name to me. That's so I love cute. it. I feel like like when you say it like that, it has like a spunk to it, like Sex McCombs. Right? Yeah, totally yeah, she's works. great. So you, you can be Sex as well. Love it. Yeah, we'll just name the next generation of children Sex. Sex Smith, Sex Doe, Sex Rogers. That's good. I think it works better when you have a last name, though. I don't have a last name. Yeah, Sex McCombs. It's, it fits perfectly. Yeah. Okay, so yes, tell me about your sexy things. Okay, so one of my sexy things you will see and then people will be able to see on the internet is this penis-shaped candle that I bought from... Mm. Yeah, it's super awesome. It has, like, veins on it, um, and I don't want to burn it because I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, it just, like, sits... In my room. So this candle has a very, very large corona. Mm-hmm. The ridge on the head is so pronounced. I've never seen one like that. It's almost like a, a corner, a serious edge there. Yeah, that's like a couple couple solid min- millimeters around. Mm-hmm. I hadn't it's thought about that. Fascinating. Yeah, and all of the all of the penis candles at the store had like names or like nicknames for them, uh, and this one was called the Millionaire. The Millionaire. Okay, what were the names of the other ones? Oh, I don't remember them. I mean, were they professions or social roles? You don't remember at all. Maybe more social roles. I'm not sure. So there wasn't like the lumberjack, the firefighter, the school teacher. There should have been. I like the lumberjack okay. and the Somebody knows. Let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have my friends go back to that sex toy store and find out. Wow, I wonder what happened if you did burn it. I saw recently uh, a candle that was made to look like a finger, and when you burn it, the inside is a red wax, and so it looks like it's bleeding as you burn it. That's a real spooky so there's, thing. There, there's like some sadism going hot on here if you light a penis on fire and watch it melt. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, man. Oh, man. I should have done that. I should have done that. After a bad Tinder date, just go home. Be like, now you've given me ideas. No, but I don't want to. Scorch the millionaire. Cute. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's item one. Yes. Okay, I item, like it. Okay, item two. Should I do item two? I don't know how many items you want. I have, I brought three items. Yeah, however many you want to talk about. Okay. Okay, so one of my items is a bag, um, and it says, it's like a little bag, and it says, what I do with my vagina is none of your business, in like really pretty cursive writing. Mm. 
Yeah, and my friend was traveling in New York, I think, and she saw it, and she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna buy it and bring it for Eva. Done deal. I'm just gonna, like, mail it to her from where I'm living, and yeah. And she's like, you can use it for, like, bring your condoms for, like, sex dates or, like, put, like, menstrual products in it. Um, so, yeah. I, I love how the the responses about what to put in it are even sexual in themselves because so I can see the bag and it's it would probably be called a makeup bag or a toiletries bag. Mm. <laughs> and I love how your brain just goes to condoms, of course. Like, oh, we're going to put condoms in here. We're going to put menstrual products in here. You could use it as like your your sex ed carry pack. You oh, totally. Some in condoms, some on condoms, some lube. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's I happening. Like that. I like that so much. Yeah. No, the fun thing, too, is that, like, the friend that gave it to me, like, she's not a very, like, sexual person, but she is just always so supportive of, like, all the stuff that I do. Um, yeah. So it just warmed my heart. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. She's, like, the least slut shamey, and she always, like, yeah, she'll, like, remind me of, yeah. So supportive of all this. Good job, friend. We do the last one? Yes. So this is actually like one that you also had in the favorites video, which are condoms that are from Japan. Oh, I like those. And they are like light purple and they have kittens on them. And they say, sending all my heart on the cover. And they're like blue and pink hearts and sparkles. Yeah, those are very pretty. They, I mean, they have pussies on the outside of them is what they have. Pussy cats or something. Who knows? Maybe cats don't always have to be. I didn't even think about that. Related. <laughs> but they do. There we go. Now it's complete. <laughs> oh, man. Right? My condoms from Japan are actually from China. I can't remember if I said that in the video. But I had gone to China and I purchased a set of condoms, and then I also got this really great sex ed book for little kids. I have no idea what it says because it's all in a different language than what I speak or read, but it is illustrated really beautifully. It looks like it talks about hygiene and puberty and relationships, and it's all fully illustrated. Oh, it's so cool. That's amazing. So good. See? Our lives are full of many kinky things. Yeah. No, and these are also a friend went to Japan and she's like, okay, what what souvenir are we going to get for Eva? Um, really adorable condoms. <laughs> right? Have you started a collection? Do you have them from all of the places that you go? I have a bunch from like the sex education center where I worked before. And then I got a bunch at like a sexuality conference. I've accumulated a little bit, but they're not as fun as the Japanese ones. Mm. Do you have a favorite condom brand? Um, no, no, not personally. I gotta, I want to, I want, they're like sexy experiments need to happen where we try all the different condom brands and figure Mm -hmm. out which one works the best. True. Mm-hmm. Which I have done personally, but also professionally. So I, I went to a sex ed conference, and one of the workshops, you had, I don't know, maybe a dozen condoms per group. And you would do all of these experiments with them, like what is the stretchiest and which one holds the most water and uh, which one has the widest girth. Like how 
big can you make it if you blow it up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when I was teaching teenagers, I would do the same kind of experimentation of just let's get you to touch these. And then we'll have the conversation about how they protect you. But first we need to start by removing the barrier of you thinking that somehow by touching them, you're having sex, or by touching them, you're gross or whatever. Whatever we put on to kids. And we would have so much fun. We'd roll them onto our legs and our arms and our heads and blow them up. And I would teach them how to cheek, which is where you put condoms on with your mouth. Yeah, great fun. I'm going to have to pitch that to my housemates because I haven't like had like a play session with condoms. It should be done. Oh, please do. It will be great. And I mean, maybe you don't have a favorite because you like all condoms, but maybe there will be a condom that is stamped with the what's my body doing seal of approval. Yeah. I would love to have a I love to have a personal relationship with a condom brand like that. <laughs> Are there any sexual things that you want to acquire? Um, like something out and about in the world where you think, oh gosh, I would love to have that in my collection. Well, I want a sex swing for sure. Um, <laughs> so good. An over the door one or a, uh, one that has its own system that you put up in the center of the room or hang from the ceiling hmm it'd be pretty sweet to have one hang from the ceiling (laughs) okay that you want in your collection yeah I I wanted like a harness a little bit ago and love honey was wonderful and sent me one so now I have a harness good job love honey that was very nice of you Mm -hmm. yeah I like did all the straps to make sure it fit and then walked strutted around it was great yeah oh I remember my first harness so good I um saw today that uh, there's a book that's a very old sexual artifact. I don't know if I still have it pulled up on my computer, but you could buy it. Somebody could own this book that's a very, very, very old sex manual. And for a brief second, I was like, well, I should obviously be the person who owns this. And then in the very second second, like, nope, you should not own that. You do not want to temperature control anything in your house. And this is too important for someone like you to have. But I was, it was still like, ah. I love that. This is going to be the temperature controlled sex book room. Um, mm-hmm. going to be a password on it. And yeah, I want to like the diamond encasings, but for the book. Like the museums. <laughs> yeah, I also remember when there is a, an onanist device. So one of the contraptions they used to prevent people from masturbating during the Victorian era, it was the way, the best way I could describe it is a metal jock strap. And this was on Craigslist, I don't know, maybe a decade ago for close to a thousand dollars, maybe $2,000. And that's something I still think about Wow, yeah. I wish that I had that. I wish that I had that when I'm doing presentations at school, explaining how taboo masturbation has been and why it still affects us today and show, show this metal kind of chastity belt and explain this is where we're coming from. This is why it's still hard for us to talk about sex and touch our bodies because we used to torture our bodies to prevent those kind of behaviors. Totally. But it's no longer mine. Did you ever see the vulva couch on Craigslist? What? There, so someone for, I think, an art project made a couch that looks like a vulva. So when you, you would sit on it lengthwise and you're basically sitting in the folds of the labia. And that's something else where I was like, 
hmm, do I have the space for this giant vulva? Would I use this giant vulva? Would this vulva get covered in dog hair and therefore I should not be the one who gets to own it? Oh man, okay, I'm thinking, what about like a sleeping bag that looks like a vulva? Then you could like roll it out and roll it back. <gasps> we should make merch. You could make a vulva sleeping bag merch. Let's do it. Oh, so good. Oh, people would be so happy. Because then their heads could be the clit again, <gasps> yes. right? Like the hood of the sleeping bag could be the clitoral hood. I just don't know. You would just print a vagina, the vaginal opening onto it and print the labia. It wouldn't actually be fabric or would it be fabric attached? It would be awesome if it could be fabric attached, but like, and like different like lining and stuff. Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to have to make a vulva sleeping bag. Let's do it. Then I'll send it to you in your undisclosed location in near Toronto. <laughs> yes. And when you go camping with all your friends, you pull out your vulva sleeping bag and they're like, of course. And you're like, I'm just here. Yeah, but they could all have their own vulva sleeping bags and then we can be, okay, what's the word? If you have a vulva, a group of vulvas, what's a group of vulvas called? <laughs> oh my goodness. What's a group of cats called? Uh, I think it says a lot that we don't know the answer to this question. I think it says that you and I are very focused on sexuality and our knowledge is not super broad. What's a group of cats called? Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments. A, a pack of dogs? Is it a pack of dogs? It's a murder of crows. I don't know. Oh, it's a pride of lions. I don't know. There's one that's a congress. Mm -hmm. That's an animal that's not super liked. I need to look this up. This is going to bother me. Okay. Group of dogs. It's called a pack. What is the name of a group of dogs? A kennel? A kennel of dogs? A litter of puppies? A kennel of dogs? Okay. A group of cats. This is what we're talking about here on the Sexplanations podcast. Groups of animals. <laughs> because we want our new word to be rooted in maybe some other word, or it's just easier to get inspiration. <laughs> a blush of boys, a drunk ship of cobblers, a hastiness of cooks, a stock of foresters, an observance of hermits, a bevy of ladies, a faith of merchants, a superfluidity of nuns. I don't know if any of this is true. So you, just pick, you just pick a word. <laughs> Sloth of bears, herd of dove, drove. Herd or drove of cattle. But where's the cats? I like blush. Packer kennel of dogs. A safe of ducks. These are so cool. Why don't I know all of these? Okay, I'm dropping sexuality and just <laughs> going into the field of group <laughs> naming. I see you and I name you. <laughs> well, okay. So cats is a clouder. Or glaring. That's why we don't know what a group of cats is called. Because nobody says a clouder or glaring. Except us also, now. Also, <laughs> I don't think you see cats together very often because they don't, I don't know, do they get along? I feel like the only time I see cats together is when one is having its vagina scraped open by the spines of a male cat penis. Yep. Or like a there, litter of cats. That's what I know about cats. You what? Or like a like a, the litter of cats, like when they're all oh, babies. Yeah. yeah, the litter of kittens. Okay, so what do we want to come up with as the group name for Volve? Because all of these are unique. None of them, there's leap, pride, tiding, sword, stud, richess, labor, troop, baron, watch, yoke, pandemonium of parrots. 
So you just pick a word that describes vulva. Okay. Um, a moist of vulva. A moist of vulva. A fold of vulva. A fold. <laughs> Let us know in the comments how we should group name our anatomy. Uh, and if it's penises, it could be. I'm thinking like a, a spring. <laughs> What is it called? The the thing that holds the arrows on the back quiver. of your back? A quiver. It could be a quiver of penises. I love that so much. And then if if it's non-determined body parts that are reproductive in nature, we need a, like another term, right? Or ambiguous or just, you know, hanging out. It could be a... Not an orgy. We couldn't call it an orgy of because that's an actual thing. Okay, well, again, we have some work to do. Let us know in the comments if you have great ideas and we'll vote on them. But uh, now I have a new hobby, that's for sure, because these are so cool. There's a skein of geese, a band of gorillas, a mob of kangaroos. Which one is the Congress? No, I don't know. I saw it on Twitter the other day. I wonder so, if skein is the same skein. Probably not the same skein. It's a different skein, but I think it's pronounced the same way. This one is S-K-E-I-N versus S-K-E-N-E, which is referring to the skein's gland, not the geese. You don't want yeah. geese up near your skein's glands. Nope. I, nope. That's actually something I don't want. Nope. But you know now that somebody is going to design a vibrator shaped like a goose. You could with the bill. You could. But then that wouldn't be a skein because in order for it to be a skein, you have to have multiple goose you have to have geese. So it's just going to be, oh, geese fly in a triangular shape. And so a skein would be some sort of vibrating object or not vibrating. It could just be a, a toy of some sort that just has a V-shaped top and can access your skein's gland. Double skein. Skeins on skeins. <laughs> we, we've become ridiculous here. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, let me go to that episode and see if there are any questions. Where are the cool sex things? Okay, favorite things viewed 105,000 times. I wonder in this video, people watched this video more than other ones at that time. And so I wonder what they thought I was going to have in it. Because it says a few of Lindsay's favorite sex things. No, a few of Lindsay's favorite things. It doesn't even say sex things. So I'm curious what people thought was going to be in there. I think maybe it depends on when you uploaded it. Because if you ended it, if you uploaded it at the end or the beginning of the month, people might have thought it was like a monthly favorites type deal. Oh, let's see. It looks like it was uploaded September 16th, 2013. So right in the middle of the month. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know that people were doing favorites then. People have been doing favorites since the dawn of... You're like, Lindsay, let me tell you, <laughs> as a YouTube fan, this has been going on for a lot longer. <laughs> as okay. somebody started in 2009 watching the Vlogbrothers and Beauty Gurus. <laughs> oh, so fun. I love them. Oh, the, okay. So this person asks, I'm looking at the comments of the YouTube video that this episode is based on. And a person asked, doesn't the semen go bad? 
And they're referring to the semen that I have in a jar in that video. And that is why that video had so many views is because I have semen in a jar and it became a thing because so many people hadn't seen semen and they couldn't believe this woman had a jar of it in her office. That's why. Now I remember. Um, yes, the semen goes bad. The semen in the jar is still in my possession, and it is now, it's not red. I wouldn't describe it as red, but it's on the spectrum of red, so it's kind of like a like a rose, a light pinkish reddish color. Nice millennial pink, very trendy. Yeah, it's it, because it's grown some things. <laughs> Being in the jar that was probably not sterile, it has picked up some growing pathogens of some kind, and now it is like a reddish pinkish algae it's a little mm. ecosystem in there <laughs> semen in a jar <laughs> oh see because another question is doesn't semen decompose or rot or something yes yes it does this person asks what's with the books arranged by color i like them that way so many semen questions why was the semen so liquidy why is the semen still liquidy oh this person says isn't the internet grand what do you think, Eva? This part of the internet is grand. The part of the internet that I choose <laughs> to frequent. <laughs> yes. Some parts aren't so lovely. You choose your internet space. <laughs> Thank goodness. This person says, can you imagine that conversation? Doe says, hey, can you do me a favor? Colleague, sure. <laughs> what? Doe, I need your semen. Colleague, what? Doe, a sample from my next class. I can't find one. Colleague, hey, sure. Give me 10 minutes, a jar, and some lotion. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my friends wouldn't even be surprised if I asked. Like, Do you have go-to friends? Yeah, I have go They don't. Since I moved, they are not in my current city. But I do have go-to friends that I would ask. That's cool. This person says something similar. They said, is it strange that I want to start collecting jars of my friend's semen? Or possibly vaginal lubricant as keepsakes for when we go off to college. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, yeah. you could. <laughs> no, what you should do is you should get their personal condom brands from each person. Buy boxes. You can remember them by their condom brand. Yeah, by condoms rather than body fluid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we have one. How did he get that much? and I'm guessing we're still referring to the semen in the jar, is that a normal amount? And I think, actually, that he probably orgasmed twice because he was self-conscious about the quantity, and so he did it twice in that jar, and then he actually brought it to my class in a lunchbox, an insulated lunchbox that I think had some ice packs because he wanted to keep it looking congealed because people are very self-conscious about their semen when all they see is the cum shot and pornography, and they don't watch it go through that whole process. So he had it, and I didn't realize he had it until after class. And so it lost a lot of its viscosity in the time of that hour and 20 minutes. And I had him pull it out, and I'm sure he was, like, defeated. <laughs> he tried so hard to keep it congealed in there. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, could you hand me that semen that you have? And then he was standing there, so everybody knew it was his, which is, it may, it just makes him so cool. What an awesome person. Yeah. This person asked, can you do an episode about bondage or BDSM? And I will refer you to, yes, we have videos on sexual nations, but also what's my body doing? 
has some episodes. So go there. Mm-hmm. Check out check out your content. It's so yeah. great. <laughs> I'm assuming it'll be up by the time this podcast is up because it'll be up soon. Yeah, my guest Kate is an amazing writer and so knowledgeable about BDSM. It's wonderful. On that note, let's do some kegels. Let's do some kegels. Main squeeze, squeeze it good. Do you, you pronounce them kegels? Some people pronounce them differently. Kegels? Have you noticed? Kegels. Yeah, which one do you think is correct? Oh, it's like jif, gif, but in the sexuality I'm referring world. to you as the expert here. You're now the expert on sexuality and language. That's what we learned Tell from this way. video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like I've honestly like read kegels more than I've said the word out loud. Oh, I don't know. But you're going with kegels or kegels. Either way, we're going to do them. Um, if you haven't started already, how about I will just make a mmm sound every time we should do them while you tell us the story of your education, what you're doing right now, what you're learning. Okay. Can you do that for maybe 30 seconds? And I'll just moan a lot. <laughs> okay. And then we'll squeeze a lot. And hopefully no one will pee on themselves unless you want to. And that's that's cool if you're in a place where you can clean it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I started the first semester of my master's studying the social psychology of sexuality. So I... Yeah, so I'm taking <laughs> so I'm taking a research methods course, and I'm learning mm-hmm. how to do do good science, and a statistics mm. course, and an interdisciplinary perspectives course, which is really mm. me learning a lot about families research because that's part of my faculty, and I have not done any families research or like looked at any families stuff at all, so that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. What are you learning from your family's research? Oh my gosh. Well, I went to a presentation today about how home chaos affects like child's like eating patterns that people like. <laughs> that feels like a weird thing for me to moan to. <laughs> and then you relate that to sexuality on your own or your program does that for you further down into the curriculum? Ooh, um, I think it's more about like looking at how different frameworks can be applied to different stuff. So, like, even though the content is not sexuality, I can be like, oh, I can see how, like, they use this qualitative method and how I would. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, hopefully, people's mmms are associated with doing Kegels and Kegels, and that will just be an ongoing condition stimulus. So people will just continue doing them throughout their days and nights. Whenever somebody mmms them, they'll go, (gasps) clench. Is that going to be, how is that going to work with sexy times though? Because there's going to be mmms then. Maybe it'll be helpful. Oh yeah, that is good for sexy times. Yeah. It will help with uh, vasocongestion, engorgement of the genitals. Get the blood flowing. Orgasm. It will help with all of that physiological arousal. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So tell me again your master's degree. Oh, so it's going to be like a master's of science. And what is the, you said something, something, something sexuality. Because (laughs) apparently all I hear is sex. Yes. (laughs) The social psychology of sexuality. Um, Social psychology of sexuality. Yeah. So like 
our relationships um, and how those are like impacted by society and how our sexuality is impacted by society and in between people and within your person. Yeah. Okay. Two more things. One, I want to hear what you want to do with your education. And then the second and last thing is what homework, as a student who I am assuming gets a lot of homework, what homework you want to give our audience as extra credit? I, right now, I honestly, like, want to be a prof. Like, I want to do my PhD and my postdoc and teach somewhere and do research because I have so many questions. And I also, like, want to keep teaching. Great answer. Great profession. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, and keep doing YouTube and doing sex education that way. And then, ooh, Mm. extra credit (laughs) oh man I would love for people to look at Canadian sex researchers there's so many cool Canadian sex researchers there's Meredith Chivers and she looks at blood flow in your genitals and how that relates to like what you're thinking and your arousal in your brain and whether those two things are connected Dr. Terry Humphreys looks at like technology and like dating and dating apps and consent. Super cool. Check out those people. Oh, thank you. Will you um, send those names to me and we'll put them in the, the description of the video mm-hmm. and any other ones that you have because I'm always up for learning more, researching sexuality, finding out who all is out there in the world, our colleagues, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. I'm obsessed. I like follow everybody on Twitter. And I made a video about like answering some questions about my studies and I listed a whole bunch of sex researchers. So I'll send all of those. I'll link to that video. That'll make it even easier. Okay. Well, thank you, Eva. (laughs) Thank you. It's so great to share this time with you. And thank you to Cinema Studios and to Complexly for production. Thank you to Count Boogie for the jingles. And Cora and Parle, I'm still learning. (laughs) 